Hey, are you getting married next year? Or do you know someone who is? Or do you suspect that someone you know or maybe you are going to get engaged over the holidays? This is the time when most engagements happen. You need to check out the Legacy on Possum Run. That is thelegacyonpossumrun.com. Now, when you go there, you're going to see the three beautifully unique spaces that make up the venue. You can check the calendar. Pricing is on the website. Nothing's, nothing's hidden. Nothing at all. You can check out the supply closet. That's the stuff you get for free when you book the venue. It's going to save you hundreds, maybe thousands of dollars. You, you can use it to decorate for your special day. And read all the reviews. Uh, stellar, stellar venture. And, of course, I have to tell you, Whitney and I have uh, ownership in that business. So when you use it, we're benefiting. But you're going to love it, and I love sharing it with you. So go to the legacy on possumrun.com. Your legacy begins here. Speaking of legacy, this guy has quite a legacy. He's one of my, he's one of my favorite people in the whole world. Uh, football star at Lehman Catholic, uh, national champion at Wittenberg, a guy with uh, twenty year, almost twenty years of political experience in Ohio, knows what's going on on the Hill. And I'm talking about Adam Hewitt. Adam, welcome in. How are you today, man? Hey, Jack. Good and. Uh football star i've been called a lot worse but thanks for the compliment yeah <laughs> i hear you hit the golf ball pretty pretty long and straight too uh, you're talking to the wrong people but i'll take that too <laughs> well hey man uh lots i want to talk to you about i let's start here um <laughs> i was gonna do this at the end but so yesterday the senate uh they got agreement on what's called the the safe act it also has uh, Save Women's Sports, and it's House Bill 68. They approved it, sent it over to the House. The House approved it, and now it's going to, to Governor DeWine's desk. And, and what I'm starting to hear is uh, he, I don't know if he's going to veto the bill or not. I've made some calls. They won't return my phone calls. Uh, if he does, I think I, I know why he would. But what are your thoughts? Do you think, do you think Governor Mike DeWine is going to sign House Bill 68, or do you think he's going to veto it? I would lean towards him signing it. I, I don't know. I, I, I'm not, you know, too involved with the, the state house politics. But what I will say is, you know, I have a daughter and, and two boys, and boys are boys and girls are girls, and we should protect women's sports. That's pretty simple. I have a pastor who says, you know, I grew up on a farm, and when the cat had kittens, you, you went over and you grabbed the cat by the back of the neck, you turned it over. That one's a boy, that one's a girl. It's really that simple. I talked with Riley Gaines uh, two weeks ago now, and you know one of the straw man arguments made is, well, this isn't happening. This isn't even an issue. Well, talk to Riley Gaines. Uh, she had William Thomas tie her for fifth place, and then you know William Leah got to do the photo op and the trophy and the, and the whole nine. Um, so well said. Yeah, I'm going to check in and, and see if the governor's office will talk to me. It'll be interesting whether he signs that into law or, or vetoes it. But let's talk about this uh, series of races in, in 2024. We have a race for the White House and a race for U.S. Senate. Um, let's talk about the Republican side of the ticket. Sherrod Brown, obviously, is going to get the nod for Democrats. He's the incumbent. Uh, you've got Dolan, Matt Dolan, uh, Frank LaRose, and Bernie Marino. How do you see that race uh, shaken out? Yeah, I think – uh, I'm not a big poll guy, but if you look at recent polling, you know, it's got some have, have uh, Secretary LaRose in the lead, some have Bernie in the lead. But I think the key thing in, in most of the polls I've seen, there's anywhere between 30 and 50 percent that are either undecided or the category of someone else or both of those combined. And I think that's a, a telling sign. 
uh, especially given where we are in the, in the campaign cycle. And I'm not sure if that's a, a situation where people aren't paying attention or not enough is known about the candidates, but uh, I, I think that's telling. And also, I, I presume you will start to see, uh, as you know, you win a statewide race by winning the I-75 corridor from you know Westchester to, say, Lima. So I presume after the holidays, uh, that part of the state will be seeing a lot of those three candidates. Yeah, I have uh, said that a long time. And, you know, that's one of the old adages, I guess, in Ohio politics. You can't win a statewide unless you win 75, you know, western, southwestern Ohio, what I like to call God's country. Had a chance to go out there uh, a couple of years back to do a Lincoln Day dinner. No, it was a Reagan Day dinner. And um, do you, what do you make of that undecided? Do you think that those are Trump people that are just waiting to see if uh, if the chief weighs in on a candidate? Yeah, I think there's some of that. And like I said, I think there's some of it. It's just people don't know uh, who, who the candidates are and what they're all about. But I, but I think that the, the Trump uh, uh, issue is definitely definitely valid. So when you think about President Trump, and I'm going to put you on the spot here, and this is just guesswork, so I'm not holding you to it, not painting you into a corner, not going to put this on blast on social media. If you had to look at the field, you've got Matt Dolan, uh, you've got Frank LaRose, and you've got Bernie Marino. Who do you think is in the poll position right now to get the nod from 45? You know, I don't know. If, if I had to guess, I would I would say Bernie. Um, but, you know, obviously Trump's on the ballot this time, and he wasn't the last time when he endorsed now Senator Vance. And so um, I, I would I'd probably say Bernie, but I, but I don't know. Uh, but I do think with him being on the ballot, uh, I think that that matters in how he how he chooses or doesn't choose to endorse. Yeah, it's it's a really interesting dynamic. And I'll say this <laughs> and I'll take the blowback for it. Um, I, I don't think Donald I don't think anybody knows what Donald Trump's going to do until he does it. And sometimes I don't know if Donald Trump knows what's going to happen until he does it. And I, I look at this scenario and, you know, one one point doesn't make a line, but several do. And I don't know if I've said this on air before, but you go back to this 2022 race when Bernie Marino was in the Republican pool and he went to visit Trump. Soon after that, he dropped out of the race and then Trump weighs in and endorses J.D. Vance. Um, Some back then, and I've asked Bernie this on air, he won't answer the question. uh, Did Trump tell you to sit this one out and, you know, we'll go at it next time? So there's that piece. Second, um, Bernie's daughter married Max Miller, who is a former Trump White House aide, and Donald Trump's at the wedding and, and giving a speech. Uh, and then you go forward to this election cycle, and J.D. Vance has endorsed Donald Trump, and now J.D. Vance is endorsing Bernie Marino. Uh, to me, it seems like the endorsement is Bernie Marino's to lose. Yeah, I have not. Uh, thought about it like that because those are all valid points but what i will say is you know sometimes in politics we overcomplicate this and if you think about it you know anything you do in life there's always a goal right and so how do you achieve the goal well the goal here in the senate race is how do we take back that senate seat and beat sharon brown so in this primary a republican voter should should focus on who is the best person to win the general yeah, that's a tough question, man. Um, and I don't want to grill you on that because I know that it, it's probably not a, a good idea to have you you know, come out for or against a candidate. 
Um, but I will say this. I think the candidate that is the, the dark horse to me is Matt Dolan. And the reason I say that is I, I think that he tends to be a little bit of Rob Portman 2.0 in that he is uh, kind of that moderate. And the other thing that Matt Dolan has going for him, he doesn't pretend to be an alt-right. He doesn't pretend to be you know, a fanatical Trump fan. He he pretends to be who he is, which is which is a moderate Republican. Do you think that that could help him down the road when we think about authenticity and what attracts voters? Well, you, the word authenticity is, is dead on. I think what people, what voters want more now than ever is authenticity and accountability. Uh, they just want people that are authentic and be who you are uh, because there's too many phonies in this business, as you know. And the accountability part, I, I think people – just want their government to be accountable to something because anything else in, in your in your personal life in your work life in your faith life you're accountable to somebody or something for that matter so i think these guys running for office whether you're an incumbent or not you have to show that you're authentic and that you're accountable to the voter and the people hey adam i've got a couple more questions uh, for you but i don't know do you have space to hang for eight minutes on the other side of this break or do you need to run no, I'll hang. No, no problem. All right. Hey, uh, stay tuned. Uh, I'm with Adam Hewitt, now a friend of the show. We're talking Turkey, uh, Ohio politics, U.S. Senate race. Uh, I want to talk about the race for the White House and uh, maybe a couple other things on the other side of the break. Stay tuned. Hey, when you go over to the OhioPressNetwork.com, you'll see the future story. Public sector unions spent high in Ohio election cycle, almost entirely on Democrats. Thanks to the Freedom Foundation, you can actually opt out of your government union. Did you know that? If you go to OptOutToday.com, you can see how simple and seamless it is to opt out. You're going to save, on average, $1,100 per year. Given Bidenomics, that's real money. Plus, your funds don't go to union bosses who monolithically support progressives. And Democrats. So thank you to the Freedom Foundation for your support of the Ohio Press Network. Check them out at optouttoday.com. Uh, joined again uh, by Adam Hewitt. Uh, Adam, thanks for staying on the other side of the break, man. I appreciate it. Man, no problem. Thanks for having me, Jack. Absolutely. Hey, let me ask you this. Can Trump win in 24? Uh, you know, we're, we're seeing some things in D.C. I don't think that they're going to change the venue there. Ninety two percent of people voted for Joe Biden. He's probably going to get convicted. Uh, do you think, given his legal woes, that he can still win the race in 24? I do. And I say that because uh, two things. One, I had a conversation uh, a while back with with my with my dad, actually, who's blue collar guy, no college degree, uh, kind of follows politics, but not not in it too deep. And he called me a few months back and he said, tell me one thing that Joe Biden has done, you know, well. And he, and he like I said, it wasn't loaded. It wasn't he, he was being dead serious. And I, and I couldn't. So my point is, there, there, there's that. He's just kind of like I said, middle class, blue collar guy. But there's also if you're the average person, anyone going to work, you know, you look at the, I, know, I know gas has come down recently. You look at the price of gas, the price of health care, the price of daycare and the price of groceries. How can you vote for this guy? Yeah, I don't I don't see how you can vote for Joe Biden. I, I literally cannot wrap my mind around how you could cast your vote for the guy. You know, it's it's one of those things where they, they've they've owned it. Past administrations to me have said, well, you know, we inherited this thing and we're just trying to make the best of it. But they put the Bidenomics sticker on it, baby. They said this is ours. We're owning it. It's transitory. 
it's going to it's going to pass. We'll be okay. Uh, do you think there's time though for the economy to rebound? And if you think if the, if the economy starts to rebound, is that doomed for Trump? I mean, maybe, but I think I kind of just think what I just said. I, I think people are onto this thing. It's like we got to do something different. We got to change course. So I'm not an economist. I don't know, but I, I just feel like people are are kind of like, look, we got to go a different direction, and this stuff's not working. Do you think there's uh, fire behind the smoke of what the House is doing? Um, And I know that uh, there are three committees that are really actively doing this, um, Ways and Means, Judiciary, Government Oversight. And it's – I mean it's – to me, all we've heard is there are no receipts. Well, we published a story earlier in the week that actually shows there are receipts. There are checks written to Joe Biden from Sarah Biden, you know, 10 percent of what Hunter Biden got from China. So this is all there now. Uh, do you think there's fire behind this? And and do you think uh, the impeachment attempt will will have a grip? I, I do think there's fire. I don't know about the impeachment attempt, but this goes back to what I said earlier. People just want accountability. If you break the law, if you make bad decisions, there are consequences. And if it was you or I or any of your listeners, if you do something wrong and break the law or, or make a bad decision, you go to jail or face a consequence. Why is it that certain politicians or uh, relatives of the politician, uh, the same uh, rules and laws don't apply? That's what people are sick of. You know, it's interesting. You have a dad in the White House who's talking about how dangerous guns are, but defends a son who lies on a, an application and is using drugs when he acquires a firearm. So it, it's one of those like rules for the not for me. And, you know, the same applies to taxes. Right. I mean, Joe Biden stands up and talks about how evil achievers are and high income people are. But yet he has a brother and sister-in-law who have been investigated for not paying taxes. A son that's been indicted, was it nine counts, I think, who's not paying taxes. Um, I worry, though. Here's what I worry about, Adam. I worry that the average person like you and me, and you mentioned your dad. My dad's probably on that same team, too. They just look at it and go, it's never going to fix. It doesn't matter. It it just doesn't matter. Uh, Do you think that's the sentiment, or do you think people are actually – charged up and ready to go. Now, we're, we're going to just overhaul this whole thing. Well, I, I think there's a little bit of that. But you have to remember, as, you know, as well, I go back to, like, you remember Lois Lerner uh, and that whole situation. In the legislative branch, you know, our good friend, you know, Congressman Jordan, he can't arrest anybody. Right. You know, we just got to draw attention to it and shed light on it. So I, I think to your point, there's, there's some of that, like nothing's ever going to happen. But you got to remember, the, the legislative branch can only do so much. Um, but, but I, 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 well, I always come back to, like I said, people just want the rules to apply to everybody. Yeah. Isn't that the truth? Uh, just one or two more questions here. We've got just a couple of minutes, you know, I'm looking at, uh, you know, the, the Turkey ham, I'm ready to go on holiday, but, uh, this is the time of year that the budget gets worked out and cussed and discussed. What do you think is going to happen with Ukraine funding and the border? You know, I don't know. Obviously, it's kind of a, a two-tiered CR continuing resolution. I think the one, the first deadline is January 19th, and the, and the second, the second part of the funding I think goes until February something. So, obviously, the January 19th deadline is coming quick. Um, I will say, I, I think we need to focus on securing our own border and protecting our own country before we start giving more money to Ukraine. 
Yeah, I, I don't, Adam, I don't understand how we can justify sending money to Ukraine when we have a border that is open. We have federal official, officials who have said, well, we've already apprehended people that are on the terror watch list, terrorist watch list. So we know that they've, there are probably people who have already come across, they escaped, they're in cells, sleeper cells somewhere. We also know that the DEA has said that, that China is basically giving inputs to the Mexican drug cartels who are producing fentanyl and other bad things and bringing them over the border. How in the world are we going to send money to Ukraine to help them secure their land when we essentially don't have a land? We don't have a country. We don't have a border. Uh, do you think that there are Republicans who will stand behind that and be adamant, or do you think that uh, the swamp will steamroll them? I think as of right now, they'll, they'll, they'll stand firm. But, you know, like I said, I think it's almost insulting that we can't protect our own and secure our own our own country, our own borders before we, we, we help someone else. And it's like, you know, I'm a sports guy. So in the locker room, it's the team, the team, the team. Protect, protect your team, protect your folks, then go help others, right? And so... Uh, I just think we need to get our own house in order before we start worrying about other people's. Amen to that. He is Adam Hewitt, and uh, he is a pleasure to talk with. Adam, thanks for carving out time to be with us today, and we'll have you back again soon, okay? Thanks, Jack. Have a great day. You too, brother. And uh, thank you for listening to 98.9 FM, The Answer. Uh, You know, we've talked a lot about the U.S. Senate race. We've talked a lot about the race for the White House, and we're going to talk more about that uh, up next uh, we'll kick off our number two with Mike Hartley, and uh, he's a strategist. He's a Capitol Square insider, and uh, he'll weigh in on maybe the Senate race. And then I'm going to ask him, I have to ask him, does he think Governor DeWine is going to veto House Bill 68, which, by the way, that prohibits cross-sex hormones, puberty blockers, and um basically lopping off minors body parts and it keeps men out of women's sports is the governor going to veto that or is he going to sign it into law we'll ask next we'll ask mike next on the other side of the break